0: in the afc east dalvin cook and ezekiel elliott found a new home in the afc east now zach the question that we have that i'm going to pull up right now at the bottom ticker okay do these two signings change the way we view the jets patriots or the afc east in general and zach the mic is yours
1: yeah well so i'll start off by saying this right obviously Everyone who listens to this show knows I'm a Jet guy. This team has the longest active playoff drought in not only the NFL, but all of the sports now that the Sacramento Kings and the Seattle Mariners made the playoffs over the course of the last 12 months. So it has been a tough time to be a Jet fan. But for the first time in a while, we're feeling excited as a fan base. We're finally starting to feel some hope and optimism. And look, right, I was pretty high on the Jets before this move, right? I wasn't 100% confident who I was going to pick. To win the AFC East, though, before this move, I think there are a lot of really good teams in the division, and I'll get to who I have picking that, uh, picking to win that division when we get to it, but in terms of this Dalvin Cook move, I think it makes all the sense in the world for the Jets, right? This is a team that did have one of the better running backs in the league for the first six weeks of last year in Brees Hall. He was on his way, I think, to possibly winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year before that ACL injury, but... He gets hurt in Week 7 in Denver, and that was really the first straw. That and Elijah Vera Tucker getting hurt, both lost for the season in the same game, Week 7 in Denver, and from there, the Jets' season just kind of fell apart after the 5-2 and start. But with Dalvin Cook, what this move does is it gives the Jets some insurance when it comes to Brees Hall and his possible return to that form this year. Look, not everyone is Adrian Peterson, right? We have never seen a guy – not named Adrian Peterson, come back from an ACL tear and look like his same old self. As a matter of fact, he looked better. The fact that he was able to run for 2,000 yards just six months after tearing his ACL is one of the most impressive things to this day I've ever seen by any athlete in the NFL. But I think this Dalvin Cook signing made a lot of sense. The Jets had some cap space cleared up due to Aaron Rodgers taking that $35 million pay cut. You got to give him credit. He is all in on winning, just like this whole Jets franchise should be, right? Like, I think part of the reason why Aaron Rodgers is so locked in and he looks so happy right now is because he, quite frankly, has everything in New York that the Green Bay Packers didn't give to him. And now the excuses are out out the window. This Jet team, they have to win this year, and they're going all in. We know that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be here For the long-term future you know the next four or five years it's going to be a two or three year window at most and the Jets had to do everything they can to take advantage of that so uh, I do think the Dalvin Cook signing made a lot of sense Uh, I have some thoughts on uh, Zeke going to New England as well but before I do uh, I'll pass the mic over to you
0: yeah definitely Zach I think when you look at the sports books odds okay they will mean unfazed after these two signings you know and I think that's indicative of how I feel about these two signings and how it moves the needle, right? Because I don't really think it moves the needle much to me, right? When I look at the AFC East and you alluded to it, we are going to predict that division sooner rather than later. You know, I have my four teams, okay? I think I, I come to terms with my four teams. And this moves right here, these two moves, doesn't really change anything, right? As far as the two teams we were talking about, the Jets and the New England Patriots, You know, when you talk about the the Jets, I think they're the most overhyped team in the history of the National Football League, with all due respect. And when you talk about the Patriots, I think they're outdated. Their philosophy is outdated. You know, everybody is just um, adding talent and speed, and they're slow and just playing a different game that everybody else is playing. So I think they're lacking behind that. And signing a guy like Ezekiel Elliott does not improve that to me. Now, when you talk about the Jets and you talk about the Patriots, I do think these moves make them better in the sense that it gives them that added depth at the running back position that they need. You know, the days of the bell cow back is over, Zach, you know, and we need the running back spot committee. That's a new thing now. You know, you always have that change of pace back. And I think when you start off with the New York Jets, having a guy like Dalvin Cook, I got to call a spade a spade. He still has some pop left. You know, I understand he's not in his prime no more. And clearly he's not, but he still has that burst. He is clearly the better back than Ezekiel Elliott right now. Um, Zach, I think you will agree with that statement as well. I mean, you talk about last year, 53-yard touchdown run in week six over Miami. You also ran 81 yards for a score, okay, after um, I believe it was week 10 against the Buffalo Bills. Those two teams, ironically, or AFC East teams, you know, just for good measure there. So it's a good move, and it allows Brees Hall to get back into form. So it's a good move by the Jets, something that You could say they they should have done, and they did. And when you talk about the Patriots, what Ezekiel Elliott is bringing to the Patriots is that change of pace back, that guy that is good in short yardage situations and goal line situations. And another stat that I recently saw is that he hasn't fumbled in 503 carries the last two years. You know, I understand about three years ago he had a fumbling issue, and we have to credit Zeke for fixing that because he only fumbled two times from that season he had those issues. So. You know, it brings depth. You know, Zeke is good at pass protection, all the little intangible things. And, yes, Ezekiel Elliott is not that same guy, clearly. Okay, he doesn't have that same burst, that same explosiveness that he had when he came into the league and was important to the development of Dak Prescott. But he found a way to increase his longevity by finding other ways to impact a team and the offense by doing those little intangible things, running hard you know, you may not be running far, but you're running hard for those two or three yards. And that's what Bill Belichick likes. I just wish that New England will try to go more faster and add more speed. You don't have a lot of wide receivers to create separation. You know, Devontae Parker is a guy that's good with contested jump balls, but he doesn't create a lot of separation. You know, I I just wish they had Would have tried to get more speed to try to keep pace with the Jets, who we are talking about, to keep pace with the Bills and to keep pace with the Dolphins on paper, that is. But that's what I can give you for my first lap. Go round, Zach.
1: Yeah. So one point I want to hammer home too, is I think the Jets, this was an important move for them to make as well, just for the simple point, like keep them out of Miami, keep them out of Buffalo, keep them out of new England, because we know Dalvin cook was really flirting with every team in the AFC East. It felt like, so I think with the Jets cap space uh, cleared up, due to Rogers taking that pay cut, this was a no brainer for them. But uh, I had a couple of thoughts on Zeke going to new England, and I'm curious for what you have to say about this. So, It's no surprise, right? Like we've seen Bill Belichick do this before. Take a guy who at one point in his career was a star of stars, was a huge name in the NFL, but his value is pretty down right now. And it's pretty safe to say, like, we've never seen Zeke Elliott's value uh, worse than it is right now. So Belichick decided to hop on it. The issue is though, that works, right? When you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, who you could just surround him with whoever you want and you you know, you're going to win games. But when your quarterback is Mac Jones, we've seen it already with New England, like since Brady's left. Belichick tried to fix Nelson Aguilar. He tried to fix uh, uh, John U. Smith. He even tried to fix a coach in Matt Patricia because he thought uh, he, he is so good that he could turn those guys around. And that has blown up in their face. And my thing with the Patriots is I actually give Robert Kraft a lot of credit because if I was in his shoes, right, it would be very easy for me to look at this situation and to experience everything that he has as the Patriots owner, you know, six Super Bowl rings. That's more than any franchise. It would have been easy for Robert Kraft to just sit back and say, you know what? We could go nine and eight every year. That's fine with me. Bill Belichick is arguably the greatest coach of all time. I- I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm just going to sit back and relax. But Robert Kraft has said multiple times to the media that he expects the Patriots to win this year and to make the playoffs. And I do think uh, that when it comes to those comments, like it's clear that that's what he's expecting. He thinks that this Patriot team should be in the playoffs this year. And also one thing he's, he said that really stands out to me is he said, if you're caring about individual accomplishments, then you don't belong on the Patriots. Like there is no spot for you. It is all about the team. And we know one thing about Bill Belichick right now is his eyes, His he, everything is set on breaking Don Shula's all-time record in terms of uh, all-time wins by head coach. He's only 18 wins away from doing that. And Robert Kraft, I don't view him as the guy that's just going to keep Bill Belichick around because he wants to see him break Don Shula's record uh, as a Patriot. Like, I don't see that. I, I There's a reason why when we did our hot seat segment a few weeks ago that I put Bill Belichick on there because I think Robert Kraft expects this team to be in the playoffs this year. And the issue is when you look at their roster, when you look at their personnel, even after this signing Zeke, that's not a realistic option right now. So I think the Patriots are in some trouble. And I think the the further we go, the worse the situation between Belichick and Kraft could get.
0: I mean, I think when you talk about the Patriots, right, I think we will feel a little bit better if they sign, you know, a Zeke and D-Hop or Dalvin Cook and D-Hop, that type of combo, because we know that they need some reinforcements we know that they need to go shopping for some upgrades at the skills positions and um the fact that they didn't bring home hop, i think that's the move that we are going to look back on and say that was one of the reasons why they ended where they ended you know following this year wherever that is and i think when you talk about it zeke i like the point that you brought up about you know not having that quarterback that can elevate those guys around you know him you know because you can go cheaper if you have a quarterback, but that's not how teams really operate, they go for the gusto. But they are guys, veteran guys, that are willing to take a pay cut to play with, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, clearly, right? Um, you know, other star quarterbacks and all that. And the problem with the Patriots is that they need another Tom Brady like player, right? Obviously, we're never going to have another Tom Brady, but a talented generational prospect they need. When you talk about this, right, and I was talking to my dad about this the other day, Bill Belichick needs another, like, Michael Jordan that um Phil Jackson had. When he had Michael Jordan, then he had a Michael Jordan clone and Kobe Bryant, and that's why he kept winning. That's why he kept winning championships. I understand coaching matters in the NFL, but even if you're a top coach, you need that top quarterback. Andy Reid, yes, we understand he was a Hall of Famer, right, but I think he was closer to retirement than when he got Patrick Mahomes, now he's probably gonna retire when he feels like it when the guy can't walk to the stadium no more or drive no more okay have a nurse's aid that's when he's gonna retire so you know it's the same thing with pop he got victor reminyama who knows if he can be groomed into that superstar in the nba then he can keep him doing what he do but bill belichick needs another star he needs a justin herbert he needs uh you know, you know, the great quarterbacks in the league. Deshaun Watts, I'm just naming names, right? I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just naming the caliber of player that he needs at the quarterback position. And until he get that guy, the Patriots are always going to be mediocre. And Ezekiel Elliott, yes, it show up the backfield, and it gives a, a change of pace back to a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, who's a 1,000-yard rusher. But they're going to float between the levels of mediocrity, Because the standard is now different. We don't expect the Patriots to win Super Bowls anymore. But we are trying to expect them to make the playoffs. And we got to see if they did enough to be able to accomplish that.
1: Yeah, and I think when it comes to the Patriots, like it all kind of comes full circle because they tried to get Aaron Rodgers this offseason. I think Bill Belichick knows deep down that they need an improvement at the quarterback position, and I agree with him. Like I, I believe we uh, we spoke about the Patriots a few weeks ago, and that was my main point. Like this team needs a quarterback. It, Mac Jones is fine, but if you don't surround him with elite weapons, then you're not going to win anything. And and the sooner they realize that, the better. And I think maybe Robert Kraft is starting to realize that right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think with Mac Jones. There's nothing wrong with Mac Jones. He's not a bad quarterback. I consider him to be a, a good quarterback, a decent quarterback, but decency at the quarterback position, you need a stack roster around that type of guy, you know, because he can't really elevate, you know, the roster because he doesn't have the mobile, you know, the mobile ways of getting out of the pocket and creating outside the structure of the daggone football play. And I think when you talk about how, you look at these receiving guys, and Juju was a solid wide receiver. He's not a number one, though. You There's not a lot of guys that really can create that separation, and you don't have a quarterback that can create separation from the pocket. The guy might be slower than Tom Brady with all due respect. So what do you do then? You know what I'm saying? Because now you don't have the opportunity to allow these wide receivers to reroute because they really can't create separation, and he's not mobile. So, um, yeah, the Patriots got to step their game up. They got to modernize their way of thinking. And Zeke, while it's not a bad pickup, I mean, you could have went Kareem Hunt there. I thought. You know, I think he still got a little something. I think he declined too, but he got a little bit more something to me. Okay, you could have went Kareem Hunt there. You could have went Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Zeke. You could have went either way, but probably I might go Lenny there. I might. I don't know how you feel about that, like I might go Lenny over Zeke. I don't know how you feel about that. I think just from a pure fit
1: perspective, like Zeke does fit the Patriots because they do have Stevenson. Like he, I still think he's still going to be the primary back that gets most of the carries. Zeke is going to get some goal line work, but like, honestly, man, I just think Belichick loves uh, Zeke's ability as a blocker. Like he's one of the best blocking running backs in the league. And and that's something, especially for a second running back, every coach likes. Um, I'll end on a few thoughts though. Number one, I think next year, when we look at the Patriots, this franchise and the the guys leading the franchise, it's going to be totally different next year. So I I see this ending one of two ways. I think either Bill Belichick will not be coaching the Patriots at this time next year, or either Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones, or I'm sorry, either Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott will be under center to replace Mac Jones
0: next year in New England. I mean, look, Ezekiel Elliott is already over there. You know, maybe that is a sell to, you know, bring on a Dak Prescott trade. Who knows? But, you know, I to that point about and Ezekiel Elliott, you did bring up a good point because Leonard Fournette couldn't handle Bruce Arians, okay? And to me, personally, and it's funny because Tom Brady left Bill Belichick to play with Bruce Arians, but to me, Bruce Arians is a prerequisite to Bill Belichick. And if you can't pass that class, you ain't going to be able to pass the Bill Belichick class as far as a guy that's going to put you in your place, okay? You thought Bruce Arians was bad? Bill Belichick will cut you. OK, forget about the verbal, you know, altercations that Bruce Arians find himself with players, you know, doing, you know, the rah-rah. Bill Belichick would just cut you. OK, he wouldn't even argue with you. When, when have we saw Bill Belichick arguing with anybody on the football field? We don't see it. He'll go behind his desk and he will be like, he'll call you in. You're out of here, homie. So, um, yeah, I think Ezekiel Elliott, he definitely does remind me of that Patriots prototype as far as being physical excuse me doing the other little intangible things like pass blocking and all that and protecting the football. So that's why I think it's a good fit. But once again, it doesn't move the needle much to me. And the same thing with Dalvin Cook going to the Jets.
1: Yeah. So let's get into that comment, man. Like, what is it about the Jets that you're just not in on that you that makes them that makes you think that they're the most overhyped team you've seen in a while in a while? Is it just the quarterback and you think he's old? You think he's done? You think the defense is overrated? You don't trust the head coach. Like like what is it with the Jets that you are just not buying?
0: I mean a couple things, right? I'm going to start off with the little with the, you know, I could take it or leave it take before I get to the football aspect of everything. So with the Buccaneers and the Rams, what they did, obviously, the Jets are trying to copy that blueprint of, okay, we got the pieces. We got the wide receivers. We got the defense. We just need the quarterback play and we can go. And the Patriots, excuse me, the Buccaneers was able to do that with Tom Brady successfully. I'm um, the Rams was able to do that with Matthew Stafford successfully year one. Didn't take more than a year, but the jet situation is different primarily because of their offensive line. The offensive line scares the hell out of me. Why? Because you have a guy in Aaron Rodgers who's 39 years old going on 40. You ask, well, probably you don't have to ask him, but you ask a football fan or a football guy like myself, what is the most important thing? Because everybody, you go to everybody, and ask them why the Jets are going to win a championship this year. They're going to tell you the same thing. Right? Um, They had the team already. They had the wide receiver and Garrett Wilson. They had the defense, the top two corners. Right? And Aaron Rodgers is coming there. They just signed Devin Cook. All right. They should go to a Super Bowl. The NFL don't work like that. How's your offensive line looking? And when you look at the teams that won Super Bowls, I'm talking about the last seven, eight years, the worst offensive line was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020 and they were ranked 14th in pass blocking so you have to have a top 10 maybe you can get away with a top 15 offensive line to at least be in that category of Super Bowl contention contention and when you talk about a guy like Aaron Rodgers and how old he is I mean 39 is that threshold that these quarterbacks start to decline they're not as mobile they get injured faster and when you look at the line, you know, you have to rely on guys like Makai Becton to find that consistency. We have a, a lot of young guys on that line. And I believe I'm not sure if they win first round um, drafting a alignment. So they didn't really tackle that position in the draft, which is something that you should do in the first round is get your linemen, build your team from the inside out. And um the line is really what's scaring me, and that's why I'm not high on Aaron Rodgers. It's really self-explanatory as that, because a line is literally the second most important thing you can have outside of the quarterback position to me.
1: Yeah, so I think when you look at the offensive line, that is definitely my number one concern with this team as well. There are a ton of question marks, but I do think, one, even though there are a ton of question marks, there are some possible solutions. We just don't know what exactly the answers are yet, right? Like you look at Makai Becton. He's a former first round pick. You'll get Dwayne Brown. He's played a lot of football in his career. We drafted a a center slash guard in the second round, uh, Tippman from Wisconsin, who's been playing really well in camp. I hope eventually he he gets a a chance to play some big time snaps this year. So I understand. I, I do think that's a concern, but... I do think that it is hard for the offensive line for the Jets to be worse than last year because last year the injuries were just awful. I mentioned it Elijah Vera Tucker, he's going to be back. He's probably the best overall football player for this team. He could play basically any position on that line. We didn't have him for the last, you know, 10 weeks of last year. That was a huge loss. And Aaron Rodgers, he does, he's able to get rid of the ball very quickly. So even though I do think the offensive line is a concern, I do think. Hopefully, by the time we get to week five, week six, that offensive line will be patched up a little bit better. And I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, I look at the talent on this team from the quarterback, to the new running back room. Like, is there a better one-two running back punch in the NFL right now than Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall? I don't think there is. I think Garrett Wilson's going to break out at wide receiver this year and become one of the best in the game. I think the defense is still going to be really good. Hopefully they'll force a little bit more turnovers. I think they will. That's a variant stat considering they didn't force a lot of them last year. Usually if you're a good defense, the law of averages turns their way around. I'm not saying championship or anything definitively like, yeah, those might be a little bit too high of expectations for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in over a decade. But I do think that there is a lot of legit reason for optimism when it comes to this New York Jet team, and especially for a team that did start off five and two last year, that showed flashes of really good football throughout last year. It was just apparent that they need a quarterback. And even if you think Aaron Rodgers is old, even if you think that he's not the same guy that we saw in the peak of his powers during his time in Green Bay, there is no doubt that he is still just a massive upgrade over anything this Jet team had last year. And I do think at the end of the day, they're going to be right in the thick of things in the AFC.
0: I mean, that's one way of looking at things. I mean, obviously, Jets, I hate to cut it to you like this, but there's not there was never a lot of media. How can I say a lot of optimism when you talk about the Jets? You know, outside of the one year or the two years that they made the playoffs with Mark Sanchez, let's be real here, and then the butt fumble cursed them. It never was the same after the butt fumble. And I get all that. So, obviously, as a fan, I would do the same thing because I did the same thing when Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. I looked at everything from the Buccaneers' perspective. I wasn't looking around the Buccaneers. Oh, I got to go up against Drew Brees. And we almost literally didn't make it in time. We literally, the chemistry that was formed, you know, was literally at the nick of time. That bye literally came and saved us. After that bye, we won three games. We got barely got to the playoffs, and we won the Super Bowl run. We had to go the hard way, wild card, and make the Super Bowl and win it Did So we got lucky. So I wasn't looking at, all right, who's around the Buccaneers. I was just looking at the Buccaneers. When you talk about the Jets, what's around them? Pretty good football teams, especially in the AFC. And if you want to keep it home, the AFC East. Like, I'm not losing my mind if i was a dolphins fan today that we missed out on dalvin cook why because you got that young kid from texas a&m acne along with raheem Mostert, and you also got um jeff wilson who's a system player played in that Kyle shanahan system that mike mcdaniel that it, he's operating right now and bringing with him they had three running backs they have a committee they didn't need dalvin cook if you asked me prior to the signing yesterday who need dalvin cook more the Jets or the Dolphins? I'll tell you the Jets. And cool, the Jets got him. Great. But the Dolphins didn't need him. So even a mano a mano, right? You could say the Jets is is a is better as far as the running back. Who would you take? All right, cool. But they have their guy. They're going to pass a rock a lot, the Dolphins are. Clearly with Tua, because they were doing that last year, right? This is a passing league, first of all. So these signings don't really amount to much because it's a passing league. And the offensive line has to be great in order for the pass to generate down the field. And like you said, Aaron Rodgers has a quick release. So did my guy Tom Brady. And what stopped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from winning games? Right? It was our offensive line. When our offensive line was intact, we was winning games and we won the Super Bowl. When we started having injuries on the line, that's when Tom Brady retired. Why? Cuz he didn't want to get hit no more. You think Tom Brady's skills decline? Nah. Maybe Aaron Rodgers skills doesn't decline. Maybe he still got five more years left of good football can make all the throws fine but when he gets hit he gonna want to retire because when you get to that 40 mark you don't want to get hit no more it's hard to get up off the canvas once you get hit like that so um that's why the jets the reason i'm like cautious with them is because that offensive line to me is suspect and they are only a couple injuries away from it really being a bad offensive line and I understand you can say that about any line, really, because you don't want to lose linemen; they are valuable. But um, I don't know, Zach. I don't think that is history repeating itself, like how the Buccaneers and the Rams were. The Broncos thought the same thing.
1: Yeah, that, what I, happened
0: with the Broncos?
1: If you if, like, if you're concerned about the offensive line, I think that's fine. I think that's a reasonable concern. But does this feel like the Broncos last year? It, it doesn't, to me. I, I saw that disaster coming from a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> me
0: too. <laughs> no, 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 I agree. I agree. But I think it's in the middle. I think it's in the middle. I don't think it's well, going to be as high.
1: Cool team you've seen in a while. That's not, you're, you're saying they're the Broncos, you know, like that's what look, I got.
0: Look, 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 look. I think it's, I don't think they're going to be as high as the Buccaneers and Rams were where you're going to just plug in a quarterback. Woohoo! We Super Bowl. The league is more competitive than it was just two years ago. To me, you asked me a guy that's been watching football long. And I know you've been watching football long as well. I don't know if you agree with my statement. But this year, to me, is the most competitive football season coming up that I have ever saw on paper. So, you know, even repeating as Super Bowl champions, Kansas City, it's not going to be easy to do anymore. First of all, no team has done it since 2003, the Patriots and, you know, back-to-back years. So I'm just saying that you just can't add the quarterback with the already good team and be like, well, we was five and two at one point and he's going to make the difference. Everybody's trying to win the Super Bowl this year. Everybody is going all in, whether it's bringing weapons, whether it's bringing running backs, wide receivers, adding quarterbacks, paying quarterbacks, giving him weapons, Lamar Jackson, Odell. Everybody's trying to go after it. And that's why the league is as a competitive league as any other sport right now because everybody's trying to go after that. But when you talk about in house and you look at the Jets, the main thing for me is that offensive line.
1: Yeah, I just think when you call them the most overhyped team you've seen in a minute, that's
0: assuming they're going to be like the Broncos. I would say so. I would would say so. I'm not saying that in translation they're going to be worse than Denver. I'm just saying that because I don't remember people picking the Broncos to win a division. Everybody was still sipping the Kansas City Kool-Aid. Remember, the Kansas City Chiefs, they had Patrick Mahomes. So not everybody was saying that.
1: Everyone was down in Kansas City last year from what I remember.
0: they, they They were to a certain extent, but you also got Herbert in there. And the Raiders made the playoffs the year before they got Devontae Adams. So there was more parity. So I didn't really see a lot of people, you know, maybe a few people, and those were knuckleheads, clearly, um, saying that the Broncos was going to win the Super Bowl. I don't remember seeing that. I just remember people saying that it was the best division in football last year. That I remember. And that means all four teams had a shot if that's the best division in football. I don't remember a lot of people, because I'm a Tom Brady fan, I I know the guys I debated, you included, that thought that the Buccaneers was going to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Now, me living in this present day, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that the Jets is going to win a championship, or maybe it's the Jets fans that's, you know, crowding here, but that's really unrealistic. There's so much thresholds that Aaron Rodgers have to accomplish being a New York Jet. Y'all haven't had a 4,000-yard passer, for like forever so it's like i don't know two decades maybe more right that's number one that box got to get checked and i understand that may be a lightly box that gets checked this year for a thousand for rogers maybe that is easy for him but you got to do that right you also got to get this team to the playoffs again they haven't been to the playoffs i forgot the years that maybe you know that out the top of your head but they haven't been to the playoffs in a minute to me 2010 over a decade so that's box number two and we skipping all these boxes Talking about Super Bowl. Like, no, no, no. Hold up. That's why I'm saying they're the most overhyped team. Hold up. How are we talking Super Bowl when we should be taking things step by step? That's why I'm saying they're the most overhyped team. Because they have these crazy expectations overnight that I think gradually they're going to need to check every box before they get to that point.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying that I'm necessarily expecting a Super Bowl but you know Aaron Rodgers man we've been debating this on the show for the last few years like that's the box for him like he he's been in numerous playoffs he's been in numerous conference championship games over the course of the last few years like it's time for him to win a Super Bowl and, and that's why the Jets did bring him in so I think that's could be where it's coming from but you know the talent on this roster is really good uh, I thought last year with just average quarterback play they were a 10 win team and uh, now bringing in a guy like Rodgers, whether you think he's old, whether you think he's declining, there's no doubt that he is a significant upgrade over what this team had last year. Um, the schedule is tough. That's another thing I- I'm a little bit concerned about. I think those first six weeks are going to be key. Like if the Jets could just start off three and three, I would sign up for that right now. Uh, I think that is a win because the schedule does ease up over the course uh, of the season. So I- I'm really excited, man. Seeing the Dalvin Cook news yesterday, it- it's been the most excited Uh me and this fan base have been in a long time. So uh, I'm very excited to see how this team looks and uh, even more excited for Hard
0: Knocks tonight. (laughs) Now, definitely. You know, I think these two signings, just to put a bow on this topic, it does make the Jets and Patriots, how can I say, more respectable. It doesn't really move the needle to me. I think when you're the Jets, Aaron Rodgers makes you better. And that's where I leave it. You know, and that's where I differ from a lot of people. You know, a lot of people think the Super Bowl. And Zach, to be honest with you, I'm not mad at you for thinking that. You're supposed to. You're a fan of this franchise. You're supposed to say we are going to win the Super Bowl. I said the same thing with Tom Brady. You really think, I understand I am Los Radamos, and I call myself that, but I'm not no Radamos. You really think that I just had this intel that the Buccaneers was going to win the championship when we did? No, I didn't. But as the season went on, it became more apparent to me that, whoa, well, maybe I am going to look into some. Good fortune. We are going to win the Super Bowl. And I felt that way as we went along. But when he first came over there, the year before that, he struggled. Same thing with Rodgers. He struggled. I was like, yeah, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't believe that. But as we went on, especially when you talk about how we started, right, against the Saints, how we got blown, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a long season. But as we went on, I felt more confident that we was really going to win the Super Bowl. You're supposed to say the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. You and Zay and coach. All the Jets fans are supposed to feel that way. But I'm just telling you, I'm a football fan that's just watching, not a Jets fan by any means, not a fan of a particular team, not at Tom Brady's retired. I'm just telling you that to me, you should just be thankful that you have an upgrade at quarterback. Yeah, man. I mean, think about it. Like, I know
1: Aaron Rodgers, uh, since we've started doing this show, like, he's been one of the quarterbacks, one of the players we've spoken about the most. And if he would have told me, you know, two, two, uh, one, two years ago, man, that Aaron Rodgers would be the quarterback for my team, it still gets me every time. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content.
0: You've we're, been we, we're slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas, nothing's a dumb question.